you for tuning in to No Gossip, Just Talk. I'm your host, Tanisha Javon. This is where we have conversation and get things off our chest. So sit back, relax, grab your snack, fill up your glass, and let's chat. I'm your co-host, Mitra, and I just want to give a special shout out and thanks to all of our international listeners, Puerto Rico, Ireland, Canada, New Zealand, Switzerland, Germany, Singapore, Australia, Denmark, Bahamas, France. Woo, y'all almost lost my breath. There's so many of y'all. Thank y'all. And of course, to our home, United States, thank you for tuning in to No Gossip, Just Talk. Yes, I love it. So now, let's get into this episode. Yes, let's do it. On the panel today, we have the talented athlete, the gym fanatic. <laughs> we, got, uh, uh, we got Chris Mitner in the building. Okay, okay. I, I kind of like hey, the introduction. Chris. The introduction, look, I, I mean, you know, let's, let's, I try to be a little humble. Let's not start off with the whole <laughs> greatest in the world. <laughs> y'all trying to set me up for failure right now. No, Chris. Mm-mm. No. Super athlete. Okay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. You be getting it in that job. I Hello, I need to be right beside you because, honey, well, I'm struggling. Yeah, come on. I, I, <laughs> hey, I do online coaching too. So. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, shoot, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. I can say my tail at the house and ain't nobody got to be laughing at me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can program, I can program for you. I can program for the house or for your own personal gym, either one. So, okay, look at you. Okay. Okay. Now, was this before or after the uh, pandemic? Uh, so I've been doing online training for a while now um, because I have clients in different states. So, okay. Uh, all my, I've, I've spent time in Charlotte. I spent time in Alabama and Texas training. Uh, so whenever I leave an area, people still want to work with me when I leave. So I started doing online uh, coaching oh. just to keep my clients tied into me. You know, when I leave and go somewhere right. else. So, oh nice. I currently I moved, I moved nice. back to Charlotte, but currently right now I'm in Alabama training one of my pro athletes now. Uh, until the sixth, okay. and then I'll be back in Charlie again. So okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I like online because if you make me mad and make me tired, I just log off and say my internet. <laughs> well, <up>. here, <laughs> so here's the, here's the nice thing about that because my clients, you know, my clients sometimes they, you know, they I I get on them hard, and so the the online is kind of a break from me. Uh, being on them mm-hmm. so so tough, and then like once they get away from me being on them so tough, they're like, "Oh, I can't wait for you to come back. I need you back." So it's like <laughs> it's one of those where, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I knew you was gonna miss me when I was gone. You know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> uh, my online this because my my online Listen. course is 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 basically video tutorials. And they're not even done by me. They're done through the app by the people who made the app. So it's like, I'm programming these exercises. They're showing them to you. I'm just telling you how many times to do it, when to do it, like how much rest you get, like how much, you know, how much you need to increase Mm -hmm. the weight by this week, or you need to take the weight back and do more reps this week. Like that's, 
that's what I'm doing. So I'm basically guiding you while you train on your own, but I'm still kind of there at the same time. Okay. 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 I like that. All right. So you know what? I want to tie in all this to how you got to where you are now to this topic. So I want to talk about how to overcome our fears and walk in success. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought of that topic with you because I feel like you have a journey from right. when you started to like now. Before I break down how I got here, I'm going to tell you something that I use to keep me going. You know, and, and here's the thing. When you discover what you are here to do, mm-hmm. there is no pressure. There is no fear when you discover that. So that's the thing. The first part is discovering what you were meant to do. Once you discover that, there is no fear. There is no pressure. I like to say pressure is only for people who don't know what the hell they're doing. That makes sense. It, it, you know, when you go into a situation and you're not confident that you know what you're doing, yeah, you're going to feel pressure. You're going to be afraid because you're afraid you're going to mess up. You're afraid you're going to get embarrassed. True. But if you know what you're True. doing, if you know what you're doing and you're confident in your abilities to perform, then you won't feel pressure. You see what I mean? You won't right. be afraid. I'm glad you said that, Chris, because sometimes, you know, I started out in the medical field. Mm-hmm. And um, just my presence, when I started out, I was like 20 something years old and um, I was um, very small, very young faced and people would always, you know, they would always see me. They would see that I look young and they people would say I look like I was 16 when I was 20. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I had to go in and own those rooms. I talked to one nurse and she told me, she said, listen, you go in there, you act like you've been doing this for 20 years. Don't flinch. And I have taken that advice with everything, confidence with everything that I do. Even if I have no clue what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. I'm coming in there. You're going to think I've been doing this for 80 years and I'm only damn 35 years old. You know what I mean? So yeah, I agree with that. You have, but you have to to be sure in your training right. and everything that you have that you know you got. Right. It. And, and another thing is, and that's a, discovering what you're meant to do is a hard thing for people to figure out. You know, a lot of people will be like, that's if, true. If they go through life and like, am I supposed to do this? What am I supposed to do with my life? Like, and they find themselves in these in these jobs and in these careers where they're just in it to make a paycheck miserable they're, 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 they're yeah. just mm-hmm. in it for a paycheck and you know mm-hmm. they, they're paying their bills so they won't leave they won't go do what, what right. their passion is because they're afraid that you know well stability yeah, you know they're afraid of financial stability you know instability financially right. and uh mm-hmm. what i always tell people is you find what you do exceptionally well effortlessly so whatever you do exceptionally okay. well, effortlessly, that's what you're meant to do. So oh, I like that. Okay. Everybody has that. That's the crazy thing. Everybody has that. Everybody has either, you know, there's somebody that's really funny. He ain't even trying to be funny. Or there's somebody that really dresses really well without even trying to do it. You know, they're not putting a lot into it. It's just, oh, that, that dang, he put that together. That looks good. And he's like, man, this is right. You know, it's just simple stuff. Anything, you know, that, that made me supposed right. to be a fashion designer. Or you're supposed to be right. a comedian. Or, you know what I mean? Like, 
Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever you do exceptionally well, effortlessly, is what you're meant to do. And to and that that's what I wanted to say before I go into how I became a strength and conditioning coach. Because okay. initially, the way my life turned out is, you know, I I'm, I thought I was meant to be a football player because, first of all, I've done it exceptionally well without with little experience. I only played football my senior year in high school. And here I was, All-State, second-team All-American, after just one year. There's people that play their whole lives and don't do all that stuff. And don't make it to that point. Right, right. right. So okay. I, I get a full ride to a Division One college, you know, Southern Miss. I go to Southern Miss. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, I go to school, play football. Then I wind up playing in the NFL for a little while. I get cut go to another team in another league in the AFL, I go there, I get hurt, so I get cut. Then I go to the CFL, I got signed to another team in a different league, go there, play a little bit, get hurt, can't play football again. So here's the thing. I was getting all these opportunities, but God kept closing doors. Correct. So what I think, and I, I like the whole quote where people say, you know, God sits, sits back and laughs while we make plans. So what mm -hmm. that means, you know, that what correct. that means is God's in control. You you may think you're in control. You may think what you want to do, you know, is God's will. But only until you're doing God's will, you feel that you're doing what you're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Right. So absolutely. Like when that. when yeah. when. When God kept closing doors, it forced me to really sit down and say, okay, maybe I'm doing this all wrong. And I really mm -hmm. just started, you know, I got hurt and that that sat me down for so long. I started meditating because I couldn't train anymore because I had to basically, you know, start walking all over again and build my strength up over again because I hurt my back, I hurt my L5 disc, so I couldn't play. Football oh wow, that's deep. Uh, I lost. I used to work for an orthopedist, and yeah. that's deep. Right I lost there. thirty pounds. I was two hundred sixty-five pounds, and we're done a two thirty-five. Look like a totally different person. Um, mm -hmm. Actually, when I met when I met Tanisha, I was actually just now coming off of that injury. Actually, when I met her, that was a few years ago. And I met her. I was just now coming off in the rehab and everything from that um, that injury, um, but. Let me ask you a question, mm -hmm. though, since we're talking about that injury, because mm -hmm. I've seen it so many times how people, they take this devastating injury and they just can't come back from it. What was your your strength in coming back from that injury? Because that's a tough injury to come back from. I mean, because like yeah, you said, you're learning to walk again. You're learning right. like you have nerves that are very painful. Like, can you tell us what what was I'm your you deciding factor? That's the, that's, okay, go that's ahead. That's the main thing okay, here. That's ahead. the main thing. Go. And Chris, while you tell us that, I want to know how did you feel? Okay. So definitely, to I went into a state of, like I said, because I thought I was doing what I was meant to do. And I thought, like, you know, because of the way things play on football, like God gave me this talent to play football. So I was so devastated when it happened, like, you know, depressed. Like, why did you do this? Why did you give me this ability if I can't even use it? 
So I went to the state of meditation where I was talking to God all the time because I couldn't work, work out, couldn't work. Like, you know what I mean? All I, all I did was think. Mm-hmm. All I did was think and talk to God and then, you know, go to rehab. But going to rehab and doing all that made me realize that I wasn't in love with football because huh. my natural, mm-hmm. my natural drive, my natural drive and determination kicked in into working out. Think about it. All that rehab, all that training I did for football was what I loved. Not really playing football, but getting myself to an elite level to perform was what I loved. So I did that so mm, exceptionally okay. well. It hid football. I practiced football. Training came easy to me, and I loved it. And I did it without, like, because I did it thinking this this is for football. This is going to make me better at football. But I did it so well because I loved doing it. And it took that injury to sit me down and go through that whole process of rehab, of not walking and building myself up to where now I'm stronger than I was before I got hurt. So, no, I could never play football again, but I could still train like an animal. And so, okay, now. You, my, I have a logo, actually. My logo is um, called Liger. And what that means is, you know, that's the speed and agility of a lion mixed with the power strength of a gorilla. But what people don't, a lot of people notice it, but they don't really pay re- really a lot of attention to it. In the word, I have the L, the G, and the R capitalized, and everything else is lowercase. The reason mm, for that okay. is the LGR stands for let God reveal. Okay, now. So, you are like that. Okay, so, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what that stands for, and that's why that's capitalized in my logo. Um, but, yeah, and that really just speaks to my journey as for thinking I was a football player and transitioning into coaching. And uh, I've been coaching athletes full time now since two, six, 2016. Uh, before that, mm-hmm. I was, I mean, I've also coached at the high school level and I was a teacher and a coach in 2012. Realized I hated teaching because uh, that was my first, <laughs> that was my first endeavor. <laughs> Once I realized I was supposed to coach, I was like, all right, let's, I'm going to go coach football. So I went and got a job and I was like, oh, I hate teaching. I love coaching. I love being out here with the boys and coaching football, but I hate teaching. So, I couldn't teach it. I didn't want to teach anymore. So uh, I, I got into NASCAR after that. Uh, and I was a NASCAR pit crewman for a while. And I did the strength and conditioning program for my, my pit crew. Um, that catapulted me into getting my CSCS, which is uh, the highest form of certification you can get as a strength and conditioning coach. Kind of like the equivalent of a master's degree in okay. um, in sports science or or like what kinesiology, uh, stuff like that. So kinesiology, sports medicine, it's kind of like the master's degree after that, if you if you will, you know what I mean? Kind of like the equivalent of being as smart as a master's degree. Okay, so, um, that's awesome. <laughs> after I did that, that's when I went into, I got my first big time job with uh, D1. It's a company uh, that trains professional athletes and scholastic athletes. I was the head of strength and conditioning in Alabama, uh, in Mobile, Alabama, at that D1. Actually, they're opening up a new D1 in Charlotte, and I will be the head of strength and conditioning at that one soon when it opens. Okay. So Okay. All right. Yeah. Look at you. But with that being said, that's 
pretty much how I went through that process and overcame the obstacle. It's really just, man, if you keep God in your life, you know, I know we, I know we hear that so much that sometimes it just rolls off people's tongue. Oh, keep God first. And you, you know, or, you know, always give God the praise and, you know, it rolls off people's tongues so much to where you just kind of ignore it. But no, seriously, if God is in your life, if you talk to God, you know, if you talk to God sincerely, you will begin to hear him. And once you can hear, because everybody goes and talks to God. Everybody asks for stuff. Right. Everybody asks for stuff. God, mm-hmm. give, me a, give me a million dollars. Guy, please let me hit the lotto. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but when you sincerely go to God, like you, you need him to guide you. Right. When you, when you I, I always tell people too, I, think of your faith as if you were a person in a wheelchair. You know, Jesus is your yeah. wheel. Jesus That's is your analogy. wheelchair. You can't do anything without him. You know, you can't walk, so you can't go anywhere unless you have your wheelchair. So you you think right. think of him as your wheelchair in life, and when you talk to him, think of him as your wheelchair, and that will empower you to be able to get up and go do whatever you want to do. Correct. Yeah. Yep. I love the way you said that because I I I have been my own worst critic and I have yep. been my Amazing. own worst stumbling block because you know I always ask God to show me this, show me this. And when he shows me, I get scared and be like, nah, that's not for me. I'm not gonna do it. But he constantly shows me things and 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 you know, fear is I think what holds me back most of the time. But now I'm embracing it and I'm going full speed. God, you said it, I'm doing it. That's how I feel about it. And and a lot of times we sell ourselves short because we think we're not prepared. But God would show you something. Mm -hmm. That is so true. When they always say, Oh, they ain't ready. How God ain't going to show it to you unless you're ready. Unless you're ready. Correct. Look, okay, now. now. And listen to exactly. this. This, this, is, this is so, I, I, I don't tell everybody this story because it's a little out there. But, you know, if, if you believe, then this story will touch you. I uh, recently, I, I was preparing a kid for NFL workout because that's, that's what I do. I specialize in, in draft prep and combine prep. Um for athletes or or off season training. That's why I special specialize in. So I was working with this kid that, you know, he was an offensive lineman that played at Alabama. And uh I was getting ready to go work out for uh a few NFL teams. He had a he had a workout in Atlanta, Georgia. It was COVID, so they, you know, they they kind of keep these workouts secluded. They're in an open area because it's COVID, but they keep them like, you know, under wraps. Right, because they don't want a bunch of mm-hmm. people there. Um, right. So we go through the workout like normal. Boom, you know, we we get to the to the to the field. He works out. I'm watching from the side. I'm actually like down by the field, so you can't really see me where I'm at. Uh, but I'm there. You know what I mean? And um, we're getting ready mm-hmm. to leave. The workout is over, and we're walking back to his vehicle getting ready to get in his vehicle. And this lady comes from out of nowhere. It's a young girl, like in her, maybe like early 20s, maybe 24, 25. She comes out of nowhere and says, excuse me. And so I turn around. She said, um, 
God says you're going to get a building. Don't worry. I'm like, I'm like, what? Wow. And she said, God just told me to tell you, you're going to get a building. Don't worry. So in that moment, I fell down, broke down crying. Literally, right there. Because everything I had been talking wow. about for that probably eight months out of that year was about opening up my own place and getting my own building and how I would get the funding to open my own place and open a facility that would be like exactly what I needed. So for her to not even know me from anyone, I had never seen this girl before in my life. And to walk up to me and tell me that, like, because the thing is, I was worried about where I was going to get the money from. Because the type of facility I want to open mm-hmm. is about a 500000 to a $1 million facility. So okay. that's all I had been worried about, like money, investors, you know. And she was like, and she just lost right. the information. He said, don't worry. And he said, don't worry about money. She just offered me that information. I never told her I was worried. She was, he said, don't worry about funding. You don't need an investor. Her exact words. You don't need an investor. I had been talking about investors for the last, you know, month or so, getting investors. She told me all this. I had mm-hmm. never seen her before in my life. And I had been praying and asking. And then, so check this out. I took her instant. So we we connected. I, I, I added her on Instagram. She added me. Uh, she she took my phone number because they have prayer stuff on uh on Thursdays. Now I've never listened in to one of the prayers because I just like by the time they praying I'm still working, so I, I haven't had the time to listen to one. Mm-hmm. So one Thursday after they had got done praying, they pray on Thursdays. She sends me a text and says, "God says he's ready when you are." So I say that to say this, God is ready to bless you. He don't need any help. <laughs> God don't need help. Facts. If God is with right. you. That's facts. Yeah. He don't God need your money you, either. You don't need help. So, so facts. when you're yes. ready, he's ready. You got to, sometimes you just got to right. jump. You just got to jump. You gotta go. You gotta do it. Or you if you don't ever jump out there and do it, it's not gonna happen for you. God does everything based on faith. He does. That's right. Yeah. Now now sometimes he does bless people, you know, without you know, some people just have money. Some people are born with you know what I mean. But every here's the thing. God is going to have favor on who he's going to have favor on. Right. Yep. And favor ain't always exactly. Correct. So, but thank yeah, you, Jesus. But I mm-hmm. mean, like I said, if you hear that voice telling you to do something, if you hear him, have faith. The, the worst thing you can do is Correct. show a lack of faith. He punished people in the Bible for not having faith. Moses. Moses struck the rock. You gotta Remember, have you gotta have faith. Moses, Moses got mad. He didn't do what God told him to do. He didn't have faith in him. He couldn't he couldn't go in the promised land. You know what I mean? 
So yep. if, if you right. want to yep. get to the I promised land, you, you got to have faith. When he tells you to go, you go. Right. Yep. And you know what? I'm so glad that you shared that. I mean, because I do believe stuff like that can happen because it mm-hmm. definitely has happened to me. And I've had my share to where, um, you know, I had started off as a CNA and I was a CNA for the longest mm-hmm. because that's all I knew. And I was afraid to try anything else different because that's all I right. knew and I was comfortable with. And so one day I was like, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of struggling. I'm so sick and tired of struggling. And God has put, he has put so many people in my life to talk to me and tell me like, yo, you're settling. Stop settling. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's greatness out there for you, but right. you got to stop being scared to just go mm-hmm. and take a leap. So one day I decided to fill out the little applications for, um this one particular job so show sure enough a lot of you not when i get out of the car all i saw was the word before me all i saw not. was opportunity and i was like okay mm-hmm. god maybe you showing me something so i went in there took the test show sure up passed it i said you know what god thank you so then you know i spent a, a good bit at that job like two and a half years i spent at that job but at the same time it's like okay I got a taste of it. I got good at it, but then I wanted to grow. So then I started to expand. At the same time, I still I still felt stagnant because it's like I was getting great at the job, but my money was mm-hmm. still being funny, if that makes sense. Right. Hello. Okay. And I'm like, God, I'm like, okay, you're elevating me when it comes to these jobs, but I need more money. Right. Okay. <laughs> so it's, I spent so many times for like going from job to job to figure out where I needed to fit. But at the same time, you had said that sometimes we got to get out of our own way because I felt like sometimes mm-hmm. I was moving, but it wasn't, I wasn't right. supposed to move in that situation. Right. I was mm-hmm. being my own, I was being my own right. uh, guidance instead of letting right. God guide Absolutely. Me. That makes sense. Yeah. And it's like, ever since then, I just been seeing God like move. Correct. It's like, I found something that I was able to effectively Without little, get with little really great at to put me in the place where I wanted to be. Yeah, exactly. And that goes back to what I started the conversation off with, you know, what you do exceptionally well with little effort. When you, when you, when you feel it, you don't know it. Right. Exactly. But yeah, but that was that was that was really good. Right. It's been a it's also been some times I didn't move when I was supposed to move and I got pushed. Right. <laughs> he makes you uncomfortable, yep. that's for sure. And when I say pushed, I either had to yeah. quit or I got fired. And you probably got fired. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's a saying that I like. When God pushes you to the edge, you either you gonna, gonna fly fall. or he's gonna pick you up. No, he's gonna pick you yep. up or you're gonna fly. <laughs> yeah, but so, but I don't know because some people yeah, may you not, gonna get uh, pushed off the cliff. Some people may lay flat on their face. You're gonna get pushed there. off the cliff. <laughs> some people may stay there. He'll pick you up. He'll pick mm-hmm. you up I mean, once you hit the bottom. Oh, trust me, I've been Once you hit the bottom, he'll pick you up then. <laughs> that's true see here's the thing when you share your story 
of what happened to you, most people would have quit. Most people would have felt very sorry for themselves. And most people would have just been like, you know what? This is just their life. They wouldn't have put in that hard work. Because I'm sure from you getting from point A Mm -mm. to point B was not easy. And it probably had to take a lot of reassurance and a lot of you like getting on to yourself. And you probably had to have a great support system behind you as well. And, you know, just think about some people who who may not even go to that extreme of what you went through. What some people may go through, okay, prime example, this old job that I used to work at, it was a person who lost his job and just for something like that, he felt like yeah. his world was over and killed himself. So for you to bounce back from something right. like that, some people can't. Some people feel like the whole world is over. But you said the major piece of the puzzle, you said mm-hmm. that you have to have God in your life. And I do understand mm-hmm. when people feel like it's cliche, but it's it hits so different when you really had to depend right. on him because you had no choice. It hits so different. And when you keep up with that personal relationship with him and things start, you know, going crazy or whatever, you have a you have a more peace of mind because you know you're going to be good because of all mm-hmm. the things he has yeah. done for you. And I think it, it just hits different when certain people wasn't afraid to actually just let it go and be like, you know what? I trust right. you. I trust you. Well, and like I, I said, what helped me is that honestly, it just helped me reveal my calling. You know, it was my calling to do what I did to come yeah. back. It, it helped it and I really thank God put me there because I was gonna keep go I was gonna keep doing it. I was gonna keep playing trying to play football. Like you said, you either gonna jump or he's gonna push you off the cliff. And he pushed me off the cliff. I hit the bottom. He pushed me off the cliff, I hit the bottom. But when he came and picked me up, I found out what I was really supposed to do. You know what I mean? In being in that lowest of lows. I found that my passion was what I was going to need to get out of that situation. Yep. And you know what? You did it. And you're doing the damn thing. I'm, I'm doing, doing all right. I'm paying my bills. So modest. <laughs> so. Is there anything else you guys would like to add to this topic? Chris, I think you did a phenomenal job. Mitra, Thank you. Chris, y'all want to add anything else? No, I think you guys covered it well, Chris. I mean, that's an amazing story. I love the way you shared that story about the the young lady speaking to you. I think most believers have had that happen to them. And that's just the aha moment. Like, mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. Yep. How can someone contact you if they they want to hire you on as a trainer so, or, or do your yeah, own? So you can uh, contact me on Instagram at McNair Chris. It's just my name. Basically, I don't have a old uh, you know fancy name on Instagram. <laughs> uh, it ain't you know <laughs> C Dub two thousand and all that like y'all be doing on there. At McNair Chris, <laughs> and now on my on Facebook, you can message me through my Facebook page that's called uh, Liger Nation. So it's it's my brand and just basically Nation at the end. 
And uh, I'm working on a website now. Uh, actually, I have a web developer making me a website. Uh, and that's going to be LighterNation.com. Um, and I will be doing selling apparel, gym apparel, leggings, uh, you know, hoodies, tops, uh, shorts, things of that nature to work out in. Uh, I, that's coming soon. I'm actually working on that right now. Um, but yeah, if you want, you know, if anybody wants to do online training with me, definitely will be uh, through my Instagram to, to contact me. Uh, or Liger Nation on Facebook. Also, I will be coming back to the Charlotte area. April 6th uh, will be my first day back, and I will be training out of D1 um, Indian Land, South Carolina. Indian Land is like right outside of Charlotte. So I will be training out of that D1 when I get back. Uh, And like I said, coming soon, there's going to be another location in Charlotte. Uh, where I will be the guy there. So um, I got some I got some things working, some things coming. That's pretty much where where it's at as far as contacting me. Yeah, I ain't giving my phone number. I, I get enough. I get enough. Crazy oh yeah. Inboxes. <laughs> yeah. Robocall. Yeah, I, I get enough crazy inboxes as it is, man. People think I'm a whole lot more wired up than I really am. I'm, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Chris. I get enough of that crazy stuff as it is. I I can't even imagine what would be on my phone if I gave my phone number out. So, not giving my phone number out, uh, but definitely, yeah. If they want to email me, you can email me cmac2317 at gmail.com. Other than that, that's all I have to say about my business. And that is the Inside Scoop. Make sure you tune in again for another great episode. I'm your host, Tanisha Javon. And I'm your co-host, Mitra. And when you check in with us, it's no gossip, just talk. Ciao for now. What's up, guys? It's your girl, author Tanisha Peak, giving you the scoop on my most recent books, The Wounds from a Healing Heart, and If Only I Had a Home, Volume 1. So... For all of you book lovers and non-readers, these books are going to lock you in and make you want to read more and more and more and more. So, go over to my website at TanishaPete.com and grab your books today. Ciao for now. It's Grady Baby Podcast. What's up? It's Derek and Mitra from It's Grady Baby Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at it's underscore Grady underscore baby underscore. Give us your feedbacks. Give us topics. We want to hear from you. Shout out scenarios. Check out our latest segment from last week. You won't be disappointed. So I pull it out and just show it to you. I don't even say nothing. He's he sticking his head, struggling to get something out of me. And just gets it out in my face. And of course, I'm like, oh shit.